are Locked On Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Sun Devil fans, it is early signing day here for not only the Locked On Sun Devils podcast, but all of college football. We'll be talking about some incoming players for the Sun Devils team. We have already talked about several over the past week or two. But before we dive into that, we're going to be talking about ASU's basketball team. How much better will they be, or should we expect them to be with the eventual return of Marcus Bagley? And we're spending a ton of time on the early signing day, catching you up on all the latest news for everything Arizona State football. Thank you so much for making Locked on Sun Devils your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. This episode is also brought to you by NetSuite. They're the number one cloud financial system to power your growth with visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and more. NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. Did I say this was a Wednesday edition of the podcast, Richie? I might have said Wednesday edition. It is a Thursday edition of the podcast. My we keep rolling. My apologies if I had said that before. We keep rolling. Regardless of whether it's Wednesday or Thursday, how you doing, my friend? I am doing good, Connor. As of when this drops, this is my last day of teaching. For a couple weeks. For a couple weeks. But it's going to be a good couple weeks. It's a very busy couple weeks. Well, there you have it. Uh, remember, you can follow us on Twitter. You can find me at Cedrios. You can find Richie Bradshaw at Richie Brads with a Z36. We also have our Twitter page for everything Locked on Sun Devils. Uh, that's going to be at LO underscore Sun Devils. And then we have content that comes out Monday through Friday. Remember to cl- click that subscribe link and never miss an episode. Uh, it's going to be on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or the Odyssey app, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Richie, we've been watching this basketball team. Who They're, they're on. They're, they're going streaking right now. They are streaking with three wins. Is that not the right way to phrase it? Um, I, I'm uncomfortable. They they have a win streak. Ergo, they're going streaking. I'm I'm not okay with this. Okay, well maybe when they get to like <laughs> five or, or more games, we'll I'll, I'll bust then, out that. Then I will allow the streaking comment. I'll, I'll bust that out if they can beat uh, San Francisco, and then I don't remember who they have their last game against, but. Regardless, they have two more games before they play uh, their conference schedule coming up, which would be a very tough stretch, so they can get to that five-win mark, I believe, although San Francisco is 10-0, I believe. But we'll be previewing that game tomorrow for this upcoming Sunday. So, Marcus Backley, we're we're waiting for him to come back and provide a spark to the Sun Devils team. I don't want to paint this as a picture of he's not going to be what we think he will, but he's played... 15 games in his career with the Sun Devils. 15, right? Last year was shortened due to injury. This year also shortened due to injury. He's played okay. Like, I I think, I don't want to say there's more hype to him than there is overall talent. But I think there's a chance, right? Like, his numbers are not terrible. But if you're expecting someone to be your star player, I don't, I don't think he's played so far at ASU exactly how you would hope your star player to be. No, I think that's more than a fair assumption. But... The, the numbers aren't terrible. I just don't know if this guy is or should be the face of the Sun Devils basketball team, even though he needs to be. So right. whether, whether he no, will he or needs not to be, be and he we needs want to, him be. to be. We want him to be right. So 
He needs to be. We want him to be, but I don't think he is. Right now, it's the DJ Horn and Kamani Lawrence show, which there's nothing wrong with that because they're both playing very well. But the expectations that we have for Bagley is that he is commanding this team and he's he's leading this team to a lot of wins, which right now they're not doing. And who knows? Maybe it's because Bagley's not on the court, right? So you have him on the court. We talked about this yesterday or the day before is – I, maybe you win another game. Maybe you win two games. I don't know, but you win one more game, Connor, and you're you're in the you're in the winning column. You you have a positive record. You're in the neutral column? Question mark. I'm pretty sure winning. At 500, at six and six. Have we played 11 games? You're you're in limbo. Uh, is what you would be. Yeah, they're five and six. If they beat San Francisco, they'd okay, be six so and that's, six. Okay, so that for whatever reason, I thought we had played. Uh, that game games. would be in the win column. No, yeah, totally. I mean, the point still stands is that Bagley would have you on the on the right track. Wait, no, you would flip it. We played 11 games. So yes, and then we you would, would be 6, six and 5. Mm-hmm. So we would have a winning record. You're 5 and 6 right now. Yes, so if you flipped it, you take away one of those losses and turn it into a win. Now you're 6 and 5. Ah, I thought you just meant against San Francisco if they win that game. No. Okay, so I was right. You were wrong. This is why it's my podcast. Here is why I'm skeptical, at least <laughs> questioning a little bit, uh, of Marcus Bagley being this this quote-unquote spark plug. Uh, through essentially his two seasons, field goal percentage, three-point percentage, his points per game, a lot of his numbers line up with, with the 15 games that he's played. And overall, it's a pretty small sample size. Like He only played about half the season last year and only three games this year. So it's not like he's had a ton of time to get into rhythm. But overall field goal percentage... Uh, is 38.5% this year in three games. It was 387 last year. Three-point percentage is definitely up a little bit from 385 to 3.4. But the amount of threes he would have taken in those two and a half to three games can't be that high. So I, I'm not, even though it's higher, I'm not incredibly impressed. Uh, free throw percentage, exactly, almost exactly the same to 71.4 to 71.9. Rebounds are pretty close to the same. And even in points per game, he was averaging 0.8 more points per game in 12 games played as a freshman. So anything I read off is not terrible, but if you're talking about, again, that the spark plug of the offense, the guy in the offense, it's not like I'm reading these numbers that just jump out of, oh my God, like ASU needs this guy back. Otherwise they're not going to be able to compete. It's going to be nice to have him back. For sure. It'll be nice to have Marcus Bagley back. But at the same time, I'm curious what we should be tempering our expectations to be if they should be just through the roof when he comes back, or if it's a, hey, let's, let's kind of see how he plays. Let's see how this team gels. Because that was something we had talked about early on in the season. He had a lot of new players, whether it was Luther uh, Muhammad uh, or among many, many others that have transferred from other schools. And this team needed time to gel. Maybe they're they're finding their way to doing that right now. Uh, having Bagley back is not going to be a negative. Like, hear, hear what I'm saying. He is not going to hurt your team. Is he going to help your team as much as we should expect, Richie? I think that he could. So, like I said, you you want him to be the face of the team, and he he could be. It's just so hard to tell because we've barely seen him. But, I mean, looking at the numbers, Connor, take away the game where he only played nine minutes against, uh, uh, is it North Florida? Something like that. So, UNF. Yeah, University of Northern Florida. Yeah, okay, I was right. Look at the other two games. 45.5% on his field goals. And that ends up being just about 50% on his three points. And he was averaging 15 points a game. So he 
he looked the part in the two games that we've seen 100% healthy of Marcus Bagley. But unfortunately, that's such a small sample size that it's hard to tell if that's something that he could consistently be doing. If he does, then obviously he's your quote-unquote superstar. I mean, temper the expectations because this is Arizona State we're talking about. But he he's the guy that you want him to be. He's the guy you need him to be. He's what you hoped for. So now it's just a matter of can he put it all together? And when he's healthy and when he returns, is he going to pick up where he left off? Because if he does, then I think we're going to be on the winning side more than we're going to be on the losing side. The team defense has been pretty darn dominant throughout certain points of the season. They're averaging 67.8 points per game. He should increase that. The question is now how much. Just because he's averaging 10 points per game doesn't mean anything. The more times he gets the ball in his hands means there's less time that other players get the ball in their hands. You're not averaging or adding just straight up 10 points to, uh, per game. But this team needs to be scoring 70 points at least to win games. Uh, games like uh, Utah, Utah State, whoever they played, cannot happen. I think it was Utah State. Um, but those cannot happen, right? You can't score 29 points in a game regardless of who's on the court. So uh, if your defense can remain as effective as they have been, Marcus Bagley can come back and provide a little bit more life to this offense, averaging closer to 75 points per game. They may not be the most deadly offensive team in the Pac-12, let alone all of college basketball. But if they can at least score a few more points per game while remaining solid on defense, that might be the thing you need to at least be competitive in the Pac-12. So with that, we're going to take the rest of this podcast to talk to you about early signing day. Who's in and who's out for this team? What do these new recruits mean for the starting positions going forward as well as beyond 2022? You're listening to the Locked On Sun Devils podcast. This is it, the putt to win the tournament. You sink it, the championship's yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software? To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. With visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. Over 27,000 businesses already use NetSuite, and right now, through the end of the year, NetSuite is offering a -a one-of-a-kind financing program to those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash locked on NCAA. Head to netsuite.com slash locked on NCAA for special end-of-the-year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. netsuite.com slash locked on NCAA. We're back. Thank you so much for making Locked on Sun Devils your first listen every day. Make sure to check out the Ultimate College Football Preview for the playoffs in 2021, local experts, betting advice, and draft analysis. The most comprehensive college football playoff preview begins this Friday. We have news not related to the college football playoffs, and that is going to be early signing day for Arizona State. We talked about several of these players, but now we have an official list so far, and I would expect, I would expect more players to be coming in, but... Richie, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I don't think I don't think we're getting any big names. I don't think there's going to be any flashy signings. And the reason being, the coaching staff kind of had their, their hands tied behind their back, right? Uh, Antonio Pierce was uh, kind of spearheading the recruiting process, but now he's not involved in that, I believe, anymore up to this point. Once the allegations came out 
Uh, I, I think it's been solely on uh, Herm Edwards, if I'm not mistaken. That being said, they only have one four-star recruit coming into the 2022 season, and I'm not sure they're going to get any more. Just because you have four stars does not mean anything. This does not mean you can't get production out of other positions. But as of right now, the 2022 class is not very impressive. No, and I mean, it's not like we were expecting one of the top five recruiting classes in the nation. Arizona State is just not that program. They're not that guy, They're not pal. that guy, pal. So then there's nothing wrong with that because in the meantime, we do a really good job with Transfer Portal. But we are holding out hope that Cyrus Moss, who's like a four-star, maybe even a five-star, depending on where you look, he has narrowed down uh, five teams for where he's going to commit on Friday. Those teams, Connor, Alabama, USC, Oregon, Miami, Florida, and Arizona State. I haven't spoken to Cyrus Moss at all. We are not friends. I don't follow him on social media. We are not friends on Facebook. Oh, dude, can't even imagine not following him. When I look at that list of schools, what he is determining, in my opinion, is the amount of playing time he's going to get. Because if he, or, or well, I, I take that back. Maybe some of these schools are offering him different scholarships, and that could totally be playing a factor. I, I take that back. But assuming everything's even across the board, if I have the chance to go play for an Alabama, I'm going to play for an Alabama. Absolutely. Obviously, it's going to be harder to crack that starting rotation with so many uh, essentially like NFL prospects playing almost darn near across the board. Uh, It's not easy to be a starter for Alabama. So uh, would would definitely be probably the biggest move of the offseason for this Arizona State Sun Devils team. And it's, it's very fresh. They literally just finished their season. But Cyrus Moss would probably be the biggest get. I would imagine. Easily the biggest get. So for what it's worth, just because this popped into my head, Sesame Street, looking at those four, five teams. One of these so things, one of these things yeah. is not like the other. No. So here's the thing. Just for fun, we'll talk Cyrus Moss for, University like, of Miami. You're for, right. for like 30 more seconds. Yeah, no, exactly. Uh, the, the U is not back and they won't be for a long time. So I just want to spend 30 more seconds on this just because I'm curious what your input is. So of those five teams, again, Alabama, USC, Oregon, Arizona State, Miami, rank them in order of if you were Cyrus Moss, who you would want to go to. So number one consensus, it's Alabama. Alabama, Oregon, SC, Miami, Arizona State. I, you almost did it again. I'm this close to throwing your laptop at the wall. I said State. So I, I would go Alabama. I'm going to shock you. I would say USC, Oregon, Arizona State, Miami. So exactly how it looks on there, the little graphic that we're looking at from his Twitter account. That is how I would rank it. So, and my logic, obviously, Alabama, it's not even close. USC, Lincoln Riley's coming there, and USC can pay me a lot of money. Oregon, they're contenders, again, and, and obviously the jerseys are a good grab. Arizona State. Did you say pay me a lot of money? Yes. I guess the, the NIL. I, I, yeah, it's such a new NIL. age with the uh, the NIL rules. Yeah, uh, but, I mean, it's not the schools paying the money, right? It, it, no, I guess but, it's sponsors of potentially USC. But, but, I mean, you're in Southern California. Yeah. Like the LA area. You can make a lot of money with that. Very true. Arizona State, again, you're you're in prime real estate area in the valley. You can make a, a really good amount of money going to Arizona State, but it's also a program that is potentially up and coming, depending on if you're buying into what the program's putting out. Again, another grab for these kids legitimately is the jerseys. We have great looking jerseys. And then Miami, it's just Connor, they're not what they were. 20 years ago. That's and it, fair. We, it's weird to say 20 years ago because their national championship 2003 team 
one of the greatest ever, that was 18 years ago. It'd be 19 years ago by the time he gets to this team. But it, it's just their name value. They, that's all Miami is right now. So that's why I would put Arizona State ahead of them. Otherwise, USC's got Lincoln Riley. Oregon is a great program, and they have been for a while. And Alabama's Alabama. That was a lot longer than 30 seconds, I'm not going to lie. Well, I, I kind of geeked out about it. I, I love this kind of stuff. But anyways, getting back to our topic on hand, Connor, I don't hate this class. So I, I think that it could be better. It, again, it's we weren't expecting to have a top five class in the whole nation. We've had several players from the class move on from Arizona State because of the NCAA violations. Right. Not knowing what was going to happen, which is to be expected. I don't feel bad for Arizona State, right? They, they've done this to themselves. But for Her, Herm Edwards, there's not much he can do about it. There's really not. So according to 24-7 Sports, ASU has posted the 57th ranked class in 2021. Uh, they, they rank these after the, uh, the signing period is over, correct? So we're going to find out where the 2022 class yes. will rank. Uh, I'm not sure when that is going to end, um, but I can't imagine with one four-star that it's going to be very glowing, which again, at the end of the day, who cares what your rank is? Like generally the people that are evaluating talent are pretty good at their jobs and they don't miss a ton, but maybe if we find a, a, a diamond in the rough of one of these players, it, it could make this, this class look much better than it is, but good. No, 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 no. You're good. No, no, you go. No, it's okay. All I was going to say was, uh, of, of all the guys that I'm intrigued about, I think it'd probably be Robbie Harrison. But in the third segment, we can get more into detail with these guys. And in the meantime, just looking on the surface, Robbie Harrison is probably the guy who intrigues me the most. But naturally, the four, the only four-star we have, Tevin White, the running back, a running back at Arizona State. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. And he's going to be needed, right? If Daniel Nagata is spearheading uh, that running back room going forward, I, with Zach Hill still... In the building, Jaden Daniels still coming back. I got to imagine this offense is not going to change very much from what we've seen. I, ideally, they're more efficient. But as far as the, the run game goes, they're going to be run heavy for sure. Tevin White is going to have a chance, uh, like a chip train him his, I always said rookie year, but his freshman year to come in and make a big impact. I, I think we're, we're both big Daniel Nagata advocates. Yes. But I think because of, of who Tevin White is as an overall player, there might be a chance for him to supplant him at some point during the season, but we don't expect that to be because Daniel Nagata is not good. Tevin White could just be that much better. And to be honest, Richie, they're going to need him to be. With losing two stud players uh, that were ahead of Nagata in the first place, you're going to need Tevin White to step up. Otherwise, I'm not sure what the offensive identity of this team is going to be moving forward. Yeah, no, you're definitely putting all your eggs in a basket with Daniel Nagata and betting on him becoming better than Rashad White and Chip Trainum, which... Could he be sure? Of course he could be. We've he's his flashes have been great, but you shouldn't expect him to be. So that's where you're going to want to make sure that your committee and your backfield is uh, stacked in the cupboard. And Tevin White could just be another big piece to that puzzle of of a running back uh, running back committee backfield that we truly don't know what to expect for 2022. There you have it. We're going to be talking a little bit more about this signing class, getting more specifically into some of these players. We've talked about several, such as like Jacob Newell, uh, Bryce Pierre, and I believe from some of the other commits, that might be it so far. We've got a lot of new names, and Tevin White, I take that back. So we have several other names to talk about. Some of them are, are going to be bigger than others. 
But we'll talk about that more next on the Lockdown Sun Devils podcast. You listen to podcasts for the power of the inside track. You switch to Boost Mobile for the power of saving money. Because with Boost, you get the power of a free 5G phone so you can listen to the latest episodes and keep up with your favorite players and teams. The power of three unlimited data lines for 30 bucks a month per line so your family can share all the insights. And the power of one of America's largest 5G networks so you can do it all at the speed of 5G. With all that money you'll save and all at the edge you'll gain, just how powerful will you become? Switch to Boost Mobile and find out. Get a free Samsung Galaxy A32 5G when you switch to one of America's largest 5G networks. More power to save, Boost Mobile. Free phone limited to new customers and one per line. Additional restrictions apply. Offers and coverage not available everywhere. And for all phones and networks, see BoostMobile.com for details. BetOnline has you covered all season long with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues to march to the playoffs. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On. From basketball to football to NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. Welcome back. Talking about more early signing day news for the Arizona State Sun Devils. We kind of talked about the, the overall draft class, draft class, wow, recruiting class as a whole, not thought of, potentially thought of very well. We'll see kind of where they end up getting ranked uh, by some of these uh, these ranking systems. I don't think it's going to be overly glowing of Arizona State football. But again, that's kind of to be expected. Now, we've talked about Tevin White. We talked about Jacob Newell when he signed. Same thing with Bryce Pierre. Nice additions, especially Tevin White. I'm not sure how many of these guys are going to come and step step in and be starters from day one. Richie, we have quarterback news. Jaden Daniels replacement. Woo! My woos are coming back. Nice. Well, maybe not so much his replacement, but Bennett Meredith, quarterback from Hoover High School in uh, Hoover, Alabama. Three-star player, seems to be a bit more of a pro-style quarterback, which may be more, more what uh, Zach Hill is wanting. Not, uh, not totally sure there, but... Between Trenton Borgay, who we be, I think he was a sophomore this year, and there was another freshman behind him. Uh, Meredith is not going to come in and be the starter after Jaden Daniels leaves uh, in all likelihood if they can't get somebody else to supplant uh, Trenton Borgay uh, after that. Dude, I'll tell you what. For the first time in 10 years, at least 10 years, the quarterback situation after 2022 feels very murky because we would have had Jaden Daniels for four years. We had Manny Wilkins for three. We had Berkovici for one. We had Taylor Kelly for three. three. Like you've had, and every and year going Osweiler. into it, yes, and Osweiler before that. So every year we knew what we were getting. After Jaden, we have no idea what to expect. So it's kind of nerve wracking. So in the meantime, yeah, keep recruiting these guys and keep getting options because I don't know what it's going to look like when Jaden leaves, and it, that's. T- Terrifying. It feels like a box of bad chocolates, even though you don't know what you're going to get. It feels like they're all bad options, which Meredith hasn't played a snap as far as a practice at ASU. I don't want to bash this kid, but I would just say no, that... I'm not bashing him whatsoever. None, like, of, none of the guys behind Jaden Daniels give me a ton of confidence. So, To me, it's not even a confidence thing. It's just 
an unknown thing. Like, I I truly don't know what to expect from any of these guys. Are they going to be good, or are we going to be in quarterback purgato- uh, purgatory? And there's there could be so much that changes. If ASU has another, like, let's call it a six-win season, maybe seven-win season, who knows? They, they could win another eight uh, games next year, but uh, assuming they win, like, six games, they'll still be bowl eligible, but not the way the season wants to go. Does Herm get fired? Does Zach Hill get fired? They don't have uh, a ton of great quarterbacks on this team. So regardless of who comes in, is it going to matter? If we don't have great receivers to throw to, are they going to be able to help these kids out? Like, ideally, you can get one of them to step up and play solid, right? I I don't think we expect any of them to be one of the better quarterbacks in the Pac-12, but we ideally don't want to be the worst either, right? Like, at least if Jaden Daniels was not the most prolific passer at his time here, at least he was athletic enough and absolutely dominant at times on the ground throughout uh, his tenure here with the Sun Devils. I'm not sure any of these guys have that kind of ability. Well, and I mean, it's not like we've really seen that in in this stretch of time because Manny was a poor man's Jaden. Taylor Kelly was not the greatest passer in the world either. Burko was a solid passer. He's just, he's a limited passer. So it just, Connor, it... It's going to be so much unknown and unfamiliarity. Like, we haven't really seen a true passing quarterback since Burko, which we only had one year of that. So before that, it was really the two years of Brock Osweiler and the Rudy Carpenter era, which, God forbid, if we ever get back was to Carpenter those Was Carpenter just behind Brock Osweiler? Uh, there there, there might have been a little bit of distance. But you got to remember that Osweiler was in the 2012 draft. So he was our starter for 2011 and 2010. Carpenter was probably 06, 07. Okay. So there was a little gap in between them. Not anything significant. Though. That's that's about what I expected. I just didn't think it was straight up. Uh, no, it, it wasn't straight Carpenter to Osweiler. Okay. Uh, maybe that's exactly what they need, right? Maybe, maybe that uh, uh, lack of uncertainty does give ASU... I don't want to... Definitely not an advantage, but... Maybe one of these guys can step up. Uh, so, Richie, you mentioned Robbie Harrison, defensive tackle from Emerald High School, a- another three-star player. You kind of highlighted him as maybe one of your favorites in this upcoming class. Why specifically him? Is it the fact that he plays a, a specific position in defensive tackle? Does he offer something you think is going to be uh, better than maybe his three-star uh, grade is at, at the moment? Well, but, uh, based on all the tape that I haven't watched, I can tell you that he is the next Aaron Donald. That's fair. <laughs> no, no, it's it's the position. We've had, excuse me, we've had good luck with defensive linemen over the last decade. We've had Will Sutton. We've had Rennell Wren. Rennell Wren, I forgot about that. Yes, dude, monster. Every time I hear his name, I just think about him mauling Brian Allen, um, the center from Michigan State a few years back. Uh, you, you had uh, Marcus Hardison. There's been Tyler Johnson. It's just... There's been a lot of really rock-solid talents on that defensive line. Jermaine Lole, yes, absolutely. So it just to me, it's probably just getting a little too antsy and excited about an, another potential stud for this defensive line. So Robbie Harrison is definitely going to be a guy that I look forward to, and maybe to a fault. But he he's the guy that I'm excited about in this class. And obviously Tevin White is the higher recruit. He's the four-star, and he's going to be at a premium position at running back for an offense that loves to run the football. But Robbie Harrison's the guy I'm going to be looking for. 
One more to touch on here, uh, kicker Carter Brown uh, out of Dawson High School in, in uh, Perlin, Texas. Uh, I know he's got pretty good numbers. He's only a three-star recruit as well. Uh, Logan Tyler, you currently have on this roster. Logan Tyler has not been phenomenal, but ASU's got multiple kickers, so uh, I don't expect Carter Brown to be kicking for this team as of next year. But college kickers, there's there's definitely some uh, some good ones, but college kickers as a whole seem to just be very up and down, very flaky, which kicking's hard. Kicking's very hard, What no matter what stage you're kicking at. Uh, having a good one definitely makes a difference, but we at least wanted to touch a little bit on Carter Brown uh, before we hopped off here today. So this was just early signing day. There will be others, I'm sure, coming through the transfer portal. Uh, a lot of the names that we have mentioned are coming from high school, but not all of them. So as we start to get other transfer portal news, ideally we get some other viable options. Uh, again, I would say, Short of uh, Cyrus Moss, there's probably not going to be any huge names coming in for this 2022 season. Fingers crossed on Cyrus Moss. With a ton of uncertainty for this ASU team moving forward with the coaching staff, uh, as well as uh, any punishment being handed out to them. So with that, uh, thank you so much. You can find us on Twitter. You can find me at Cedrios. Find Richie Bradshaw at Richie Brads with a Z36. Uh, we also have our Lockdown Sun Devils Twitter page at LO underscore Sun Devils. Make sure to give us a follow, give our individual Twitter accounts a follow to keep up with everything Sun Devil related. Um, now you can also find our podcast Monday through Friday. We come out with uh, episodes on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or the Odyssey app. Uh, we are free and available on all platforms there. But thank you so much for making Locked on Sun Devils your first listen every day. Make sure to come back tomorrow. We're going to be previewing ASU's game against San Francisco as well as any more Sun Devils football news. Now make your second listen, Locked On Bets. They're going to be your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. You keep it locked on right here with the Locked On Sun Devils podcast.